Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't here for racist. When Tim Miller hit that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of this shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Mike B. Be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. J.O. Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. Dominic, Puerto Rico, Suave. I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Puerto Rico, oh, Puerto Rico, Suave. Hey, what's happening, y'all? It's Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm Roderick Morrow. Hey, we have three guys on. We are uh, faking an intro for you guys because we've been spending the last. Uh, about five, six minutes talking about Jessica Kirsten. We were having a serious conversation about it, and then we were like, "Are we recording this? Let's just go ahead and start recording this." Yeah. So yeah. I'll Randolph, I'll dub in the theme song later. Right. Randolph was supposed to be like, "Hey." Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not today, man. We was already talking. We already got some shit. On. We got some shit going. Yeah, but right now shit. we're we're not talking on beat. But right, uh, right. you know that's fine. <laughs> We're not really on beat usually with the intro music. Right, right. You know, for those of you who don't know who Jessica Kirsten is, we'll come to that to, to that in a little bit. Andy, you got? Do we have any emails or anything like that? You know, we do have some emails and some comments. Let okay. me just double check. Before we get to start. We want to thank Rod for coming back with us today. He was on Monday's episode. You guys have probably heard. He's brushing his he's brushing his beard out. He's got it trimmed down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got to keep it in. You know, keep, keep it, it in line. The, keep it tight for the Rona. No, takes how a lot. Are the, how is it mask wise down there? How y'all doing oh, with it? Well, in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, I'd say being in a black city, yeah. uh, uh, the majority of people that when I go out have mask on, and okay. the ones who don't seem to be wearing mask uh, all seem to be of one persuasion. <laughs> yeah. um, the the toddler persuasion. What toddler persuasion? Randolph, what is your mic set on? Because it's super loud right now. (laughs) Is it loud again? Oh, very. Why is the volume back up? It 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 jumps back up if you turn off, turn back on. How about now? How's it sound? Yeah, what do you want? Forty? Fifty? Forty? Put on the forty. I'll put mine on forty, so it will be equal. Okay. Um, there I'm at forty. White people should have masks on because we don't wear sunscreen, and this is a great way to avoid <laughs> premature aging, you know? There you go. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're 46 looking like you're 64. Yeah, geez, right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> With bags under your eyes and no lips. Yeah. <laughs> At least the mask, you, you could be young from like here down, you know? Yeah. Your forehead's on its own, but... Yeah, it's just uh, weirdly, it's weirdly racially divided amongst the mask down here, but... Is it weird, I'm, Rod? <laughs> is it? Weirdly racial. I don't know where it's coming from. It's almost <laughs> as if some people may be listening to people who uh, don't like wearing masks. Um, and other people just don't want to die. Uh, so, yeah. 
for the most part, I just try to avoid large, you know, I, like I go to the grocery store normally in the morning, yeah. you know, weekdays, you know, if I got to, yeah. you know, I, I don't go to the mall. I don't go out to eat. So just, I just trained uh, a couple of, know. I just trained a couple of clients this morning outside. I usually don't wear masks when I'm outside doing some sort of a workout type thing. We just keep a lot of distance, you know, outside. When I'm in a store or something like that, mask, any store. Yeah, I mask up walking from the car, like as I'm yeah. entering. I I put mine on in the car. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll get out, put the mask on, and then when I'm getting in the car, I'll take the mask on after I'm in the yeah. car. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those people that you might see me in the car with the mask on, but the thing is, I don't give a fuck. Like people, people are like, I judge the people driving. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I just don't want to have coronavirus. And uh, what happens is after you've touched some shit, I don't, if I don't have to touch my mask, I won't, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. you know, my hands been all over this bullshit in the grocery store until I can wash my hands again. I'm, you, uh, you know, you don't keep I'm the cleanser in your car. car. You don't keep the cleanser in your car. I don't, yeah. I don't have any, uh, no. Uh, Okay. And yeah. I never did. So I got like I three bottles in. I got like three bottles in the car. Also, Seven Eleven up here is selling it now. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> back on the shelves. Okay, I couldn't find yeah, it. It's back on the shelves. I now. saw some at the grocery store the other day. Yeah. Uh, my wife has bought a couple bottles recently because there's they like go to Walgreens. They seem to have it now. Uh, got to be at least sixty percent alcohol. At least sixty percent. Well, that's the thing. Some of them, like yeah, some of them are like sixty on the dot. Some of them read are like the seventy. Thing. Yeah, read the thing. That the Seven Eleven one is seventy percent. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> For a while, they had some brands that were lying and shit too. So yeah, you know, there was like a recall on some of these brands. So I've just been playing it safe and being like, I don't touch my face if I can afford, if I can help help it, and then. Just I get home and wash my hands first thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I was somewhere. I think you know because sometimes you go to the store, they have the hand sanitizer. Like at Wagmans, they have it on your way into the store. Like, hey, if you want to go ahead and take care of this mm-hmm. now. And it was like I forget where it was, but the bottle said hand sanitizing gel, like the thicker gel stuff. And then I pumped it. It was extremely watery. So I'm like, I don't know. This is not. <laughs> they didn't. They took some. They either added water and shook it up, or they just put a different brand in there. But I'll, more I'll sanitizer, like, more sanitizer. You know, no. <laughs> Suddenly you're loud again. Like I don't know what just happened. It's yeah. an issue. Emma. Well, as soon as you said most sanitizer, it might have picked up on the. I'm on forty. All right. Yeah. It just the zoom distorted you is all. You oh, okay. Turn, you you could turn out even further down if you want. Motherfuck the zoom. <laughs> the Zoom recorder, not the Zoom software, yeah. not the oh, web okay. interface. It's probably trying to balance out the levels or some shit. Right, right, right. Yeah, it 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 basically. I mean, forty is pretty low. I'm on yeah. forty right now, and um, if you distort, it just means that you were too loud for the for the U.S. Yeah, I think the, Andy Zoom. never raises his voice, so he's just whatever he's on is just gonna stay on. But I have noticed, especially when we would record the podcast in person. Like there's some people have like Romaine's voice is always quiet. So his, his knob is turned higher. Um, everyone has their level and I kind of used to know it. I don't even remember anymore, but there are certain people, Randolph and Tim, especially both get really quiet and really loud. So I'm always like reaching for the knob, like adjusting it depending on. And, and um, also when we would have like four or five people in the room at once, everybody got louder. So I would always have to turn everyone's volume down because everyone was trying to talk over each other. But now we're relying on Zoom 
dot us to regulate our volume is not right not the best you know so we got comments let me just pull up the go comments. ahead man we got patreon comments victor says i'm with randolph on not going back to the gym i just ordered my olympic bar plates and bench for the house canceling my gym membership assholes at the gym pushing back on wearing a mask in the gym not really enforcing it properly <clears throat> i heard that uh like at home weights are all sold out. Like if you, yes, yes, they are. They've been, yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's like, we'll ship it August 30th or something. Um, Raphael commented on the woke files with Dr. April Alexander. I had just finished reading this interview before realizing that woke files was available. I believe that Dr. April would have found this interesting to talk about with you. Also Rod and Karen too. And he, he linked an interview from Vulture with Sandy Newton. Shout out to Dr. April. Appreciate her work and wisdom. I saw that article. I, never, I didn't do a deep dive in it, but I saw it, the Fannie Newton article, some of the highlights, the Tom Cruise stuff. <laughs> yeah. Ka commented, Andy, please let your cats into the video, at least for a little bit. <laughs> uh, Ka's avatar is a cartoon cat, so maybe next week we'll arrange that. Um, and then Shay commented, hey, if y'all have some extra time, you should check this out. Leslie Jones has great stories. And she linked a YouTube video. I mean, if you want to hear one of her stories, go to um, um, DC Benny and Ben Bailey have a podcast together. Look that up and, and go to the Leslie Jones episode. It's fantastic. That what she linked was an episode of a podcast on YouTube, uh, YouTube stream from Zoom. From Tahir Moore, and the guests are Tahir Moore, obviously, Kev on stage, Tony Baker, Leslie Jones, and Black Ron. Okay. And um, I just put it's a three hour podcast. Kev on stage does those videos on, I've never seen him do stand up, but I know he does those videos on Facebook. Well, what I'm noticing here, and this is, this is a game changer, maybe not an air fryer level game changer, <laughs> but uh, you know how we have our Zoom name in the lower left corner of our right. picture? Well, Tahir, Kev on stage, and Tony Baker have their Cash App handle. Ah, <laughs> so, okay. Which it is it's it starts with a dollar sign. It's uh, like an mm. at you know Twitter, but so and also Black Ron. Four of the five people on screen. The only one that doesn't have it is Leslie Jones. Well, Leslie's got money <laughs> right. <laughs> right now. She's doing just fine. <laughs> but uh, I guess that's one little way to signal. Hey, give me. Give me some money. Yeah, give me some cash. I'm giving you three hours of my time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a podcast. It's called Zooming with the Homies featuring Leslie Jones. Right. It's on YouTube. Right. It went up on June 16th. It's three hours long. So She does have great stories, though. Yeah. I mean, she's been around forever. Right. And I think that's all the comments, actually. There we go. Thank you guys for sending them to us. We appreciate y'all. We still will get back to, uh, we t teased this last week, but Psycho Music sent us some of his stuff, uh, his music last week, and we'll get back maybe next week. I'm not set up to play it through my uh, my thing right now, so okay, we'll save that for next week. That's a little little teaser, exclusive, exclusive. Speaking of people who've been in the game forever, um, there's a comedian Jessica uh, Kirson, K R R S O N. Yeah. Are you set up to play the to play the uh, audio, Andy? I don't, Rod just played it before we started. I don't know. Let me see if can I can. Can we play it through here? Let the people I hear can play it. it. 
Yeah, well, play it if yeah. Once we get, yeah, once we cue you, go ahead and play. We'll set it up, and then we can play. Let the people hear it. So she, yeah, she's a comic though. She's been on. She was on Last Comic Standing years ago. Right, I think right. she got pretty far. Like it's one of those people where you see her face, you're like, oh, I've seen her on things. Right. You know, right, right. She's a powerhouse too. Don't get me wrong. She she is a powerhouse of a comedian. Um, yeah. she likes to delve into these these uh, uh, impressions of different ethnic groups. And mind you, she's a white lady, later, uh, Jewish woman, gay Jewish woman. She loves to say that. And, uh, but that's white to me. I don't know what to tell you. And, uh, so she did this, she did this, this, uh, impression video popped up and a black woman comedian reached out to her. Well, first of all, Kirsten said, I'm guessing someone who must have said something to her about this video. Well, the video, so just to rewind a little bit, the video she posted in 2016 on Facebook. Right. Right. So I don't know how it got re-upped. I still haven't figured that out. If someone just, you know, how people dive into someone's feed and go back and find a thing, or if she just re-upped, you know, you can share your old posts, obviously. It, it made its way back up, so, and people started commenting on this old video. Uh, including a couple of people that were like, what the fuck is this? You know, and, right. and people, and since she, what I saw first was she posted on Facebook, a new post. Cause I'm friends with her on Facebook. She said, I had, I took an old video down because you know, some people were offended and, and this and that. And so then I was like, okay, I didn't, I didn't know what the video was. I was like, you know, maybe it was some cancel culture shit or whatever, but I didn't really know until later. Like that night I saw this, Twitter exchange. So it had gone from Facebook to Twitter and this woman, Ashley Ray, I guess, had right had screen recorded the video itself. I guess first before. Jessica Kirsten, somebody said something to her. She said, It's fascinating to me that it's always a white woman that gets offended if I do characters. I guess it's okay to do some and not others. Does anyone know what's acceptable and what's not? Is it okay for me to do my own grandmother? Stop complaining and see a therapist. Okay, that was the last sentence. Right. Ashley Ray, a black woman who is she's a comedian and writer, undermining. She's legit. Got the got the blue check mark. Ben Bailey follows her and 14 other people that I know. She's writing for The Guardian now. She wrote her saying, hi, Jessica, I'm a black comedian. We've met a few times anyway. Yeah, your impression was racist and offensive. If you need a black person to tell you that I'm always here. And uh, that set it off. Yeah, and then Ashley Ray posted the video, which up until that point I hadn't seen yet. I just saw this chatter about it. In fact, Jessica's Jessica Kirsten's Facebook post where she said, I just deleted a video, has like 418 comments. It's got like 935 likes. Uh, she said, I just deleted a video because three people were offended by it. That is so sad to me. I know this is such a hard, sensitive time, but it is so important that we laugh and act silly. Nothing I've ever done has come from mean or hateful place. I am an ally. Everyone is very heated and sensitive right now. The last thing I want to do is upset anyone. My goal is to bring laughter and people uh, to people, laughter and love to people, so they feel better. I'll pray for these people. And look at Rod's face. <laughs> <laughs> so. And so again, at this point, I hadn't seen the video. I didn't know this character. And she, in the comments of this Facebook post, says it was my Shaniqua character making fun of Trump from four years ago. So she has a character named Shaniqua. 
All right. And then the video itself got posted by, uh, and a lot of comments were in her Facebook thing, or comics were commenting, supportive, of course. So anyway, so this is the video in question. Rod, if you want to want to play it. What are you crazy? You keep coming up with this crazy idea? Wear your tattoos, bitch. Why don't you show your tattoos? Because you're going through an audit. You still got to show your taxes. And your wife, she pretty, but she can't show her to the every first lady. And why don't you get your head done, motherfucker? So that's Shaniqua. Um, and if you haven't seen the visual, there's a lot of like bugging out of the eyes and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So <laughs> I don't know. When I saw that, I was like, oh, shit. Like, because I was expecting it to be. <laughs> it knocked you back. What I was expecting fuck? it to be some, you know, overreaction, cancel culture. Um, not a big deal. She just did like a little black scent. You know, maybe she used a little slang in a character. Uh, you know, there's a line that you can walk up to and not cross. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is like, this is like mammy shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> this is like, I mean. Literally two weeks ago, it was let's get rid of Aunt Jemima because Aunt Jemima is in the direction of this character. <laughs> not even all the way there. Aunt Jemima is not. If Aunt Jemima talked. She talked like this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They did an animated commercial with Aunt, Aunt Jemima. This woman is getting a call first. Right. So, so then it just went off. So then I looked at Twitter and there's all this back and forth with Jessica Kirsten and this woman, Ashley Ray, and other people coming in. And we were talking before we recorded, I guess there's, there's different schools of thought on, on these things. Some people ignore it completely when they try to get, when someone calls them out, other people in this case, like Jessica Kirsten, just go in, just dive in and engage. And so there was like tweet after tweet. I, there's a lot of threads that were broken. I was trying to like catch up to what was going on. I didn't really probably catch all of it. So. I was just texting with, with Rick about it. If he wanted to join us. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said he th- he said he thinks he's gonna sit it out because he's it's it's uh as a black person this shit starts to weigh on you after a while you know particularly when it's uh part of the industry that you're a part of so he's like I've been dealing with this because he called me this morning <laughs> sent me the yeah. text this morning did you see this shit call me <laughs> you know you sent me that you know yeah well the other thing is uh. It could, I mean, it could just be that this is another example of like uh, of like a white person that doesn't consider the things they did racist, and yeah. and and like a person that's not actively walking around being racist all the time and all that type of shit. But then you get a little too comfortable. You don't really have people challenge you, and you start considering everything you do is right. And I think with comedy, it's a lot of trial and error, you know, and the people don't accept that. Hey, sometimes you get it wrong. Sometimes uh, things change over the course of time. Um, And a lot of shit that is funny in a room or funny to the people that you know, isn't funny to everyone, but you haven't ran into everyone yet. And the internet has provided us a means to get, you know, seen by everyone. So she finally ran into the right person. She kind of dared herself into this position by being like, every black person likes this. And it's like, no, that's no, not true. they don't. 
Yeah, in fact, there's still <clears throat> there's still tweets right now happening, like within the last few minutes. Well, here's Sam Ashley Jay. saying this literally never been acceptable. It's just now more people are telling you that you suck for doing this. That's all. So maybe it's just stop. Like it's not even funny except to people who view black women that way. Racist. Mm-hmm. Sam J, who was black, uh, and that's the thing. I was I was waiting for black comics to chime in last night, and I didn't. I wasn't seeing it much, but Sam J said the real issue for me was that the impression was bad, and the name Shaniqua is so hack. But hey, y'all have at it. Yeah. Um, and then Jessica quote tweets it. Sam, I hear you. It was from years ago. You know where my heart is. Sending love. I don't know where your heart is, and it doesn't matter where your heart is. That doesn't. I make think you that's not doing a racist act. That's. That's kind of what I mean. Her whole point is everyone knows me, knows I'm an ally, I'm a good person, all that. People have this notion that racism is like a zero sum mm-hmm. game. You're either all racist or you're zero racist. And you can be a not a racist person and become an uh, accidental racist, so to speak. Right. Uh, you can be a not racist and then do something racist and be like, oh, that was out of character for me. My bad. I don't, what was I thinking? But because you're a good person and an ally and not racist doesn't mean this particular thing yeah. isn't racist. And I, I, I get that cancel culture, whatever that means to people, because I think it means different things to a lot of different people, will try to brand you as a thing, put the scarlet letter on you so that you get dismissed from whatever world you're in. And she doesn't want the scarlet letter of racist on her. But it's not zero sum. You can be not a racist and do a racist thing. And that's the not even a nuance point, but that's like a point that hasn't really, I haven't seen it been made. I was actually going to tweet that not tagging anyone or at anyone, but just pointing that out because all these comics are like coming to her defense and supporting her. She's a good person. We know she's a good person. Right. Everyone's made that point. But what about this character? You know, right. What does I'll that- say Rick told me to go ahead and quote what we've been texting now back and forth. Yeah. The reason why he's tired is, as he says, uh, I think I'm going to sit this one out. I've been battering myself with it all day, and it's made me lose some hope for humanity. The people who have stood up to defend her, the white people who have thought got it during a time when it's being driven home. You know, basically, is that the last, since this George Floyd thing, all these white folks have been standing up and saying that, yeah, these things are unacceptable and blah, 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 and we need to have these conversations. Okay, well, here's a black woman who's having a conversation with you, and all of you now are just like, no, 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 it's not. It's not. Oh, I'm telling you it's not, you know. No, it's right. not. It, it's not because she's nice. Therefore, it's not. But that's the point of racism is right. that racism and anti-blackness, as Andy says, it's not a zero-sum game. It comes in a lot of different forms, and this is one of them. This little thing you're moved, this thing that you did right here is racist. That act, that act you did, that's a racist thing. Well, only white people keep can determine doing it. it, though. I mean, right. why would black people be able to have any say on what is and isn't racist, okay? I've, right. The white delegation has come right. together. <laughs> right, they, right, they have right. A gr- they have a right. great track record on Colin Ball. Because I was about to say, because historically, they're very good at, at knowing what's, what's racist and what's not but racist. I would even go, I, I would even I'd say the best, right? Here's our, here's our secret. Uh, nothing's racist except when black people do racist things to us. There you <laughs> so, go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, you Steven go. Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, racist. <laughs> this lady, confused, got a heart in the right place, okay? Like, right. she has black friends, all right? How could anyone be racist with black friends? Yeah, I, I think this is the thing I've been 
thinking about the whole time during the George Floyd protests and shit. And uh, one of the reasons I've been for taking down Confederate statues, uh, painting Black Lives Matter, changing street names, all the, you know, people giving up jobs, voicing black characters and shit. Um, and people keep going, well, we want, you know, the law change and we want Breonna Taylor. Yeah, that too. But being that I know the history of whiteness and uh, this uh, experiment called America, let's take it all. Let's take what we can get and push them as far as possible because mm -hmm. this was always what was going to happen. At some point, white people get exhausted. Right. They get tired of of hearing our voices. They get they keep thinking this is like a pass-fail test, a racist or not racist test. And the second that you go, well, you know, actually you could do a little better, that's when they opt out of the whole thing. And and they and I think mm -hmm. we're reaching that point now. It's you know, it's like the Me Too movement where people are like, all right, that's enough Me Tooing for now. We'll give yeah. us a couple more years off and then uh, then you can bring up all the harassment we've been doing in the meantime. Like here's a here's a reply tweet to Ashley Ray. You are a cow a white man. You are a coward hiding behind your computer trying to ruin Jessica Fearson for a joke that hurt your feelings. She's such a nice person. All you had to do was say, can we talk about your video? And she would have listened. You're an awful person. Shame on you. Shake my damn head. Now, let's let's break that tweet down. Mm -hmm. You are a coward hiding behind your computer trying to ruin Jessica for a joke that hurt your feelings. OK, she's not a coward. She came right. She came right forward and, and said what she said. Right. Hiding behind your computer. She's not hiding. Her name is on her name is on the handle. All her right. information is right there. She's not hiding at all trying to ruin Jessica Kirsten. She's not trying to ruin Jessica. She Kirsten. said on in the one of the threads that she it likes pointing Jessica Kirsten. She's a fan of hers. She's pointing out this thing. Jessica Kirsten opened the door and she's saying that, yes, this thing that you're doing is fucked up. Uh, for a joke that hurt your feelings. There's nothing that says her feelings were hurt. Her feelings aren't hurt. If you're a black person, this is low on your totem pole of racist shit, but it doesn't make it not racist. She's such a nice person. All you had to do was say, can we talk about your video? She did say, can we talk about the video? That was what the point of this whole tweet was. And her being a nice person doesn't matter at all. It has nothing to do with it. And she would have listened. She hasn't shown that she's willing to listen. Her listening is her pushing back saying, I'm not doing that. I'm not racist. I know what my heart is, you know. Mm -hmm. but, but according to this guy, she's the awful person. Get the fuck out of here. And that's, by the way, anyone can tweet anything, but that's indicative of many of the replies. Right. Because um, you can always cherry pick one stupid reply, but there's a lot of those, that level of reply uh, going on. And we've talked about this before too. Like if, if I had a fan base, which I don't, but if I had a fan base and they were saying dumb shit, like I'd check my fan base. I'd be like, what the fuck? I see a lot of comics uh, in general on social media who maybe sometimes people will try to say you're that was a racist joke or you're being racist and they swear they're not racist and they might not think they're racist but Doesn't they never matter. check the racist in their replies like I'm, I'm you don't have to check all if you get a 10,000 replies you can't check all of them but if you get 100 replies like not once do you do people step into their replies and say this is fucked up I don't want you being a fan of mine they never check it if they're not racist themselves they don't consider themselves racist mm -hmm. they seem to draw a certain person to their fan base and they never check those fans. So that's another aspect of this. I don't know if any of these people are Jessica Kirsten fans specifically or anti-cancel culture fans because there's a whole lot of that going on where it's like, that's another issue I have with this. Back when um, 
it reminds me a lot of like the late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, this was the thing that was pretty prevalent in, in hip hop, especially like if you criticized anyone, you were, you were a hater. It was very dismissive of any criticism. You couldn't say, I don't like that song. I don't like that album. Oh, you're hating. And it dismissed all criticism as just hater. It was overused basically. And now I'm, what I'm seeing with cancel culture is similar where someone just critiqued. I don't like that joke. And it's like, Oh, you're trying to cancel her. This fucking cancel culture is out of control. And they're labeling everything as cancel culture in order to dismiss it and not engage with it. Right. But it's not that at all. And it's, it's, I noticed it a lot on these replies that there's so many people like, oh, they're trying to cancel her. This cancel culture shit's out of control. These fucking pieces of shit trying to cancel. It's like, no, that's not at all what's happening here. But you can just dismiss it by calling it cancel culture and wash your hands of even having to think about whether this was wrong or offensive right, right. or racist. I mean, if you had seen Rod's face or my face <laughs> or heard the vehemence in Rick's voice when we talked this morning, you would understand that there are a contingent, a strong contingent of black people. And I just speak for the three of us. We know what the fuck racism looks like when we see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? We know what it looks like. This thing you're doing right now, this act is a racist act. You know, does it yeah, make I, you does it make you racist? I don't know. I don't know you like that, but I know this act is. I know that. I, I will say this: my face is not for being offended or even the racism of the video. To be honest with y'all, my face was. I can't believe she replied back to this tweet. Like, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. What, what is the point? You did the joke. You stand behind the joke. That's the thing. Her guilt is talking. That's You're, the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like your conscience is telling you this is what change looks like internally, right? Right. You That's you you question your own allyship. Right. You, you know it's fucked up. That's why you keep right. that's why you keep proclaiming that you're an ally. I'm an ally. I'm an ally. I'm an ally. If you're an ally, you don't gotta say that. You would never even respond. Listen, even if you were racist, you shouldn't right. respond to this. This right. is pure twitter 101 it's the streisand effect which is always an effect you just shut the fuck up let at, no one was paying attention to ashley right okay right. i don't know ashley i'm not i'm not downing her or anything i don't know i know it says comedian i haven't seen her stuff to, or whatever she could be a hater i don't know like maybe ashley you know like both things could be true yo bit is racist and also i'm envious of where you are it doesn't fucking matter dog don't respond if you're not prepared to truly engage. And that's when, like, honestly, the the, the joke is, doesn't bother me as much as I would imagine it bothers a lot of people. The fucking um, uh, Ashley Ray saying I don't like this shit doesn't bother me either. What bothers me is her throwing hands and then hiding the hands behind her back like, well, I'm the victim here. Uh, look, <laughs> that's the shit that pissed me off, man. Yeah. Like, don't don't you fucking dare, dog. Like, then don't engage people. Don't do not do this thing where you, because I'm looking to see her replies to Ashley, and I don't see any saying like, like, oh, you're crazy. Uh, you need therapy. And it's like, okay, but you could have DM me. Okay, but you, your DMs are closed. Yep. So I can't DM you. Two, couldn't you have DM me before calling me crazy in front of everybody? Couldn't that happen? Also, I'm not crazy. This shit is fucked up. You know what I mean? So that's what bothers me is like if you if you're not gonna do the work, just don't even reply, man, because you wasted everybody's fucking time. And then, you know, the it it brings it to the bigger community 
the, the problem you have with these scumbags who come out and defend you and attack Ashley because you are your fans. Like the reason y'all have fans, Andy, Randolph, y'all have fans. Yeah. Y'all don't do stupid shit. Yeah. So, so I've never been somewhere and been looking online or whatever and being like, God damn, these three guys own fans. They're really acting stupid. You, you are your fans. And for a woman like this, I don't give a fuck how nice she is in the community. The, the jokes you do, the people you hang around, the, 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 the podcast you're on, all this shit, that is where you're getting your fans from. So when some shit like this happens and you don't speak up, it's because you've been comfortable with these motherfuckers around right. the whole time. This is the first time maybe they've been activated, but she been but she cool with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even if she would have came out and said, "Hey, y'all, cut this out." I'm not saying that would change anything, but at least we would know where she stood. Right. She, like right now, uh, you 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 know, Republicans buy sneakers too right now. Yeah, but you do know where she stands. You, right. She's telling you where she stands. It's like it's like the NFL owners. Well, they're not speaking, so we don't know where they stand. Oh yeah, you do. You know exactly where they stand. That's why they're not speaking. Right. <laughs> you know exactly. Not, where a not, non-statement is a statement, right? It's now. a statement. You know where yeah. she stands. Because you could, like, like I said, I I would even believe it's possible, especially being a white person, a white woman, it is possible to not know that you're standing in a beehive, right? Right. Because it's mm-hmm. never it's never stinging your ass. But now that you see where you did, like, you're not looking around like WeeBay in the wire, like, what the fuck are y'all doing? I just right. disagree with the sister. I didn't say she was crazy and hacking right, right, right. By the way, she could have took this shit to DMs. She could have took I'm this saying. shit right to the DMs. It works both ways. You can't be like, DM <laughs> me privately, but yeah. uh, now, now I'm going to go back at you publicly. Fuck you. Yeah. Take the shit to the DMs. I talked to her about it in there. Well, there's one woman who she apparently took it to DMs with. The Twitter handle is BSW Chronicles. The name is Black Superwoman Chronicles. Mm. Uh, and she said, I mean, she tweeted at Jessica Kirsten, I wonder about the ally part. How can you claim to be an ally of a group that has constantly had to defend themselves against this stereotype and then portray the exact same stereotype? Mm-hmm. And Jessica says, I am an ally and I do characters. The video is from years ago. I get it. I truly do as much as I can. And then uh, BSW Chronicles had like a little thread, four, five, six tweets, and um, kind of broke it down for. And I think somewhere in there they said they've taken their conversation mm-hmm. offline, basically. Now I'm trying now, I'm trying now to be this is this woman. Now I'm gonna try to be nice to you and I'm trying to explain this shit to you carefully. And you're yeah. still pushing back. And that's the point that Rick is talking about is like all these motherfuckers early on was like, yeah, we need to do this and do that. Y'all don't, we really don't want to do it because it's like, that's what I constantly say about being woke. You really don't want to be woke. Oh, I'm woke. You don't want to be woke because you're not going to like nothing. You're going to stop liking things. It's, it's really going to make you not from like jump, shit. From jump, a lot of this shit has been like a negotiation. Right. It hasn't been like a full throated, uh, you know, maybe it's because I'm so cynical, but the, the, a lot of this shit has felt like, oh, okay, well, what if I say Black Lives Matter on my page? Like, y'all not going to come get me, are you? Like, it don't feel like you in it with us and going, yeah, Black Lives Matter because they matter to me. It's more like Black Lives Matter because I don't want to be next. And yeah. that's, that impulse is all that self preservation is always going to turn into selfishness at some point. So the second someone says you could have done better, you end up with this. This is, to me, what this is, is like uh, this video is essentially like the Confederate flag of a video. Like, it, like 
it's not that the video was doing numbers. Like Andy said, no one had talked about it in three years. It's not even that it's important, but it's like a black person saw a statue and said, who the fuck is the statue of anyway? Right. Yeah. Bedford Forest? Well, yeah. Google, Google Bedford Forest for me real quick. Okay, yeah. we pulling this bitch down. And as soon as they start pulling it down, white people who claim to have never gave a fuck about it hop out mm-hmm. of nowhere like, so you can't, that's history. You can't take it down. That's really what happened. Like, you shouldn't even have complained taking it. Someone did you a favor to yeah. draw attention to the joke in the first place. You could have straight up took it down and been like, yeah, I'm, thank you. And I'm, I'm that's never going back up. It should have never been up. I appreciate you. And um, I'm taking it down. Yeah. Black superwoman said, yeah, it don't matter if it was years ago or two seconds ago. It still causes harm to a community of women. They are constantly having to defend themselves against this kind of image. Do you know that this this is the way I am viewed before I open my mouth? You know, she didn't answer that, I noticed. So, yeah, and she kept, you know, there's like a thread, a little short thread of like explaining it. But somewhere in there, I think they, they claim they took it offline. But not Jessica's tapped out, dog. That's This is bullshit because... The thing is, she can't afford to tap out. She should have never said anything in the first place because you like this discourse that's happening where these people are actually doing you the favor, being nice about it. Because trust me, I've seen black women be mean. This ain't it. Yeah. Well, think yeah. about think about this sentence. Think about why when you thought of a black woman, that was your first thought. Come on. What implicit biases did you tap into to get into that character and why? Or more specifically, the same thing you made her white? When you think about um, what about a black woman is the funny portrayal, mm-hmm. you know, because this is, she's doing it for jokes. So what's the, what's the hilarious thing that black women do mm-hmm. bug out their eyes and not speak right. You know, like it's, so it's, it's, it's even, it's, it's what's the joke version, you know? So it's, it's beyond just what do you see when you see a black woman? It's uh, what are the things that you find funny about them? You know what else kills me about it? You can tell from the impression it was such a flippant, offhanded, non-important. Like, this is not part of her comedy. This is not something she's perfected or worked on or that gets a lot of laughs. This isn't why she's famous. This isn't why people work with her. And she still won't give that up. Right. Without a fight. Like, you couldn't just be like, like, you know how much offhanded shit where someone hits you up later and it's like, hey, man, you know when you said this? I don't know if you know this, but blank. And you're like, oh, fuck. I didn't know that. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, contrast that, contrast that with Jamel Hill and the little throwaway shit she wrote about transsexuals in years 20, ago. Or 29 or 2009 or something like that. Yeah, contrast those two things. Think about that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, she wrote about that. They tried to come after her for that. She left this shit up. She's like, I, I want you to see the fuckery I said. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and see the way I've grown from this. You know, the door was open for Kirsten to say, yeah, you're right. That was a long time ago. And I was pretty fucked up by Sue and saying that. She sort right? of said it to somebody, but <laughs> after a lot of pushback, yeah, you know, you're right. It's a new day and you know, it doesn't need to be there anymore. You're right. You're hundred percent right. The door and, was open. <laughs> and mentally, maybe you're not ready to go through this process in public. Cause I think there's a thing to it where you get defensive. It's natural. Like, right. You know, it's easy for, people to get online and act perfect and like we all always was on this shit no you weren't like no you weren't every last one like I've, <laughs> no, 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 you weren't. this this week uh i've been putting all our old episodes back on our feed because i took it down a long time ago to save on storage space and 
all this shit and it's a lot of work, you know, but I'm like, fuck it. I'm putting the episodes back up. I can afford to, we can afford it now. Um, and it, it, the, like morally to me, there's something very important about putting that shit back up because I need people mm-hmm. to see the, 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 the fight and the progress and the, the way it worked that it wasn't like, Oh, if you listen to the last 20 episodes of Blackout Tips, like these motherfuckers yeah. on point. No, no, no. Go back to when I first was introduced to the concept of what trans meant. Right. Go to that. So did you get oh, bro, we'll, get, like, we'll get canceled. Three guys on will get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but, but real talk though, that's that people talk about cancel culture being a bad thing. That's the only way to defeat cancel culture, in my opinion, is for motherfuckers to be honest. Because if we're honest, you you have to be less judgmental. Because if you can right. hear me be like, man, Cho- wait, this nigga want to change his name to Chelsea? Man, fuck that shit. You know, like if you if you hear me say that in 2010, then when you hear me say in 2020, like, nah, uh, they, them, I respect everybody's pronouns. Um, you know, uh, trans women are women. You hear that I, I fought for that. I earned that. I was educated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so everyone's so afraid of like what... You're going to see me at this worst moment. Nigga, this joke was four years ago. Yeah. You you didn't see this moment coming, and that's fine. You know who else got a bunch of bad jokes from four years ago? Me. You know who else? You and you and everybody <laughs> fucking else, dog. Because if you were making jokes in 1985, right. them jokes ain't yeah. holding up to 2020, dog. That's just how it is, and it's okay. But as long as you try to, like, do the opposite, which is I'm scared of being canceled, so now I have to justify everything I've ever done and be like I was never wrong. You then you already failed. I'm looking for this Ali quote quote about um, getting older. Let me see if it's here. Mm. Oh, there's so many comics tweeting about this. I'm looking at Twitter right now. She must have really been popular. Yeah, and you know, yeah, it's like she's her reputation is. Uh, is going to go a long way for her regardless, you know? So yeah. Uh, here's one tweet from a comic. Jessica Kirsten has more comedic performing ability than most women in the country. The truth is if Jessica was touring in Minneapolis and George Floyd rests his soul and his family were at the show, they would die laughing at that character. Again, that means nothing. What does Um, that mean? Tell me what that means. That means nothing. Invoking George Floyd is weird, but also invoking die laughing is weird. Also, uh, isn't that what Trump said after, like, if George Floyd could see mm-hmm. the economy right now, yeah. he would just be looking down from heaven, like, look at this economy numbers I'm lying to y'all about. Yeah. And then the last sentence of the tweet, truth don't serve narrative, though. I don't know. I What's what, that mean? What truth? Know. What truth are you telling? That was Giannis to post that. Jessica Curson liked it. So there's a lot of this going on right now. I mean, mm-hmm. this is unfolding today and last night. This so is who so, knows? This is so bad, man. Like she got to log out. That's like real friends would be like, log out. You're not gonna fix this. You're not gonna convince everybody you're not racist. <laughs> no, her. But her her little amen corner will hold her up. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, you know, it's uh, all these things kind of go the same way. Eventually, they just kind of blow over. And I don't know if it'll have any long term. If not, I don't consequences is the wrong word, but effect. You know, I, I don't know if she'll 
decide I'm not going to do that character anymore. I'm taking the video down or next time someone watching this is writing a joke, they think twice about, oh, maybe that's just a cheap laugh based on a racial stereotype. There's mm-hmm. a lot of that in comedy. I mean, this is a kind of extreme example, but there's a lot of that where like the, the when you go to the punchline, what's going to be the punchline? Well, here's another one. You'd bury every one of these pro clutches on stage. What's that mean? Right. They're not jealous of her ability. In fact, people are saying she's a great comic. They might be because this is important. Yeah. It don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's the thing. Like, cause this happens a lot of time with the, the activism sphere and the call out culture shit. Some of these niggas are jealous. Some of these motherfuckers are like, you know what I'm saying? Bitter and all that. Shit. Yeah, okay, cool. What does that got to do with Chojo? Like, right. does that make your joke right? Because the motherfucker is better, bitter. Like then, tighten up so that they don't have a way in like this is a a lot of this shit is people refusing to admit like that like being dismissive of a person because they're not the perfect whatever right so you know i can find out this woman fucking hates jessica's guts it don't change shit i saw that video dog that shit not good period right Right. (laughs) jessica's an amazing comedian a genius there's that's a word that's thrown around on comedians a lot that doesn't need to be She's also an amazing human. Again, doesn't matter. A true ally, mentor, friend whose heart bleeds for the world. Don't matter. That's why she's a genius. That don't make you a genius. That makes you empathetic. That doesn't make you a genius. Cancel her. We may as well cancel humanity. Again, what the fuck are you talking about? But even the Earth cancel needs shit. more like her. The cancel shit is dismissive of having the real conversation. You're just trying to cancel her. Like That's what I was saying about the hater thing. Like It, it just becomes a way to not engage in the conversation and say, oh, I... I think it's just people trying to cancel. The real problem here yep. is cancel culture. And then you don't have to actually, you know, talk about what what other people are telling you the real problem is. You also notice that we throw genius around when the motherfucker mm-hmm. fucks up. Way too easy. Like it's, but it's always when they fuck up. It's not even that it's too easy. It's always when somebody mad at the person. It's like, you can't. They're a genius. I'm like, was she a genius yesterday? Let me Google her name in genius. <laughs> like, it ain't gonna come up. It's gonna come up after this shit. Like, right. we always gotta make them too precious to, right. to get rid of or whatever. And and no one's even trying to get rid of her. Apparently, she did a blackface video too. <laughs> I didn't know about that. <laughs> well, that was years ago, Red Dog. Yeah. She Apparently, did. a lot of people did blackface videos because they they've popped up a few times. Honestly, a rite of passage. Um, yeah. That's why I'm not bigger. And people keep trying to, now they're trying to say, well, you know, it's because she's Jewish. That's white. I don't know why. <laughs> why are you? That's white to me. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> it's, it's in this culture, that's white, you know? Well, yes. I mean, listen, it is after Deshaun Jackson and Steven Jackson. I well, mean, there you go. Absolutely. Uh, it's really about her being Jewish. Okay. If you want to know about how black people feel about Jewish people, specifically in New York, I would suggest you read. Um, uh, let me, I'm going to look it up because I get the Deshaun, name. Deshaun Jackson's Instagram. I was going to say well, the same thing. <laughs> read Deshaun Jackson's Instagram and then maybe go over to Steven Jackson's Instagram. If you really want to know how we feel about uh, Jewish people. And, yeah. Get educated. Mm-hmm. Read. Louis Farrakhan has said many great things. And Louis, Louis Farrakhan, stable of the black community. You know, we go to him for uh, guidance. It's kind of uh, neck and neck between Farrakhan and Hitler. They're kind of one and one A. April 9th, 1967. Negroes are anti-Semitic because they're anti-white. 
the point of this, the point of this, of uh, this article, it's a long article. Mm-hmm. It starts in, when we were growing up in Harlem, our demoralizing series of landlords were Jewish and we hated them. We hated them because they were terrible landlords. They did not take care of the building. The grocery was a Jew and they uh, didn't cheat much. So all the people they dealt with who had ownership in the community were all Jewish and all the people who took advantage of them were Jewish, but they didn't see them as specifically Jewish. Mm-hmm. They were like, no, this is white people taking advantage of us. That's that's the thing. It's like I don't do like they, But then the problem with that is that that article is written by Andrew Hitler, right? Um, <laughs> so yeah, James, really, James James Hitler Baldwin. <laughs> you can't really go by that, okay? So, uh, you know how he is a uh, very prolific racist. There was a great uh, Mr. Show sketch years ago about a a band of people who were all disabled. And they fired, they had a one-armed drummer and they fired him. And he's like, you fired me because I only got one arm. You're like, no, we fired you because you're a shitty drummer. Right. <laughs> like, we're all disabled. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's because of my arm. Well, no, that doesn't, it's because you're a shitty drummer. Even if you had 10 arms, you'd be a terrible drummer. It's because of my one arm. Like, so it was like back yeah. and forth. Yeah, his point is that it's, it's anti-blackness that black people have a problem with. Mm-hmm. And people taking advantage of people through anti-blackness. That's where the problem is. So Jessica Kirsten saying, well, I'm Jewish. That ain't got nothing to do with this. That, yeah, right. that so don't you, mean you're not capable of doing the same thing because you know where the you know where the uh, the lines are in our society. You know who it is you can shit upon and you chose. And the thing, like, I'm not that militant about this kind of shit. So that's yeah. the part. Like I said, it's the reaction that kills me. I don't even give a fuck about the joke because I've listened to so many like white podcasts and white comedians and shit and you watch them go through shit where it's like at every stage you just like they don't even know that shit is racist or yeah they, you know they think this is clever and anti yeah. and you watch yeah. it as they progress and especially as black people get more voices in media and you watch them kind of learn to be like oh i can't do that anymore you know and i'm a very cynical pragmatic person so i will accept i just can't do that anymore i actually right. don't need you to understand shit you know what i mean like that, that would be nice if you woke up and were able to be like, articulate why your shit was wrong. But I will take you at, I guess people don't like blackface. That's cool. Just like, just stop doing it. So for her to get so precious about it and fucking defensive and. Uh, What's that? Tell us. <laughs> that, yeah. Like it's, but you know what that is, dude? That's change. That is her conscious talking. Yeah. You know I mean, that's what it is inside of her. I, I won't be shocked if next week we're talking about the apology she put out or something because I know it sounds weird to say, but like this is kind of the good white people that feel this way. The the ones that the bad ones go, fuck y'all. Like, I don't care that you're mad. I like and and I don't care if you think I'm wrong. Like, it's funny to, to talk like a black woman and, and make stereotypes. She, what she's I, out what here I trying, perceive a black woman to talk like what I right. perceive a black woman to be. Right. She's out here trying to fucking uh, make it better. And this is one of the stages. Now, look, maybe she taps out and she never gets to that stage where she's like, oops, I I really did fuck up. But if she has any good intentions, then she will arrive at that stage because I've watched people do it with trans issues. I watch people do it with homophobia. I watch people do it with anti-Semitism. I watch people do it with so many things. Right. Not it's not just black shit. A lot of shit people, you know, traffic in. They, if they're a good person, they look back later and go, okay, I did get that wrong. That's on me. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I don't, I don't expect her to, uh, 
Has she been doing I mean, this y'all shit know her. Y'all know her. She's been don't. doing this shit for years. There's no consequences coming her way. She will find black people to co-sign and be like, no, girl, that's fine. Uh, yeah, Monica, <laughs> she'll find black people who will do that. So I don't well, know. A lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of comics who are really just defending comedy. They're defending comedy from people who want to take apart jokes and cancel people for jokes. This is just the next battlefield for that. And that's been something that's been going on for a long time. It used to be bloggers. They, they realized maybe eight, nine years ago that they could start going after comics and comics being sensitive would then start talking shit about them. And guess what? Clicks go up and comics still haven't learned the lesson of the trap of their sensitivity in these situations. Uh, Cause we're not used to comedy being treated the way other high art forms are. Comedy has always been somewhat underground for the club level comics, even the small theater comics. And now it's not, it's much more visible and comics are being critiqued the way novelists and musicians get critiqued who are on this high level and comics are defensive about comedy being attacked people are trying to cancel comedy we need jokes now and and this is just the latest battlefield and they'll move on to the next battlefield after this when the next person Mm -hmm. gets criticized and they did they determine that criticism equals cancellation and they dig in and have this straw man fight against cancellation. That's not actually even happening right now. I feel like a lot of New York comics are constantly subtweeting a hipster Brooklyn open micer that they met. Cause there's so many things where they're like, these fucking people want to tell you what I'm like, I don't experience any of that in DC, but they must have some vocal critics in New York that they're basically going after and trolling and sticking it to all the time. It's like the world is bigger than, you know, the fucking Brooklyn hipsters who talk shit about you meathead comics or whatever, but you, you, you dress it all up into this is an attack on comedy. And every time this happens, there's a huge contingent of those people who are just there to defend the idea of comedy and can't handle a little bit of, critique of comedy yet want comedy to be a high art which guess what comes with that is a lot of criticism you can dismiss it you can walk away from it you can engage with it musicians have made entire albums to their critics at minimum songs to their critics i mean that's a thing that has happened before uh comedy maybe will go that route i mean it seems like a lot of people are going to probably have a lot of bits about cancel culture uh but you learn to live with it. If you want this, if you want comedy to keep booming, like it has been, you got to learn to live with people saying, I don't like that thing that you did. Right. Figure out how you're going to deal with that. They and don't want that you're gonna, though. Yeah. No. Either you're going to look inside yourself and maybe think they have a point or not, whatever it is for you. But this thing that it's a bigger war against comedy, I feel like is disingenuous a lot of the time, you know, you know, they're not going to do that, particularly when it comes to race, because in their mind is, well, you're calling me racist. I'm saying that this act right here that you did is racist. Yeah. What do you want to do with this now? You know? right. I mean, even with uh, Chappelle and transphobia, like how many people were essentially doing this for Chappelle? You know, mm-hmm. like, fuck y'all. Don't uh, you can't call him that. He had, I mean, he got trans friends and shit. Like is everyone has a, this thing. And, you know, if you're a righteous person, you will go through this process and come out on the other side and probably look back like, okay, I could have done better or I didn't need to do that, right? That's if you're a righteous person. If not, you're going to get stuck with, I'm the victim. Why are you trying to cancel me? I'm j- I'm a good person to everybody. And, you know, that's where a lot of people get stuck. 
Yeah. You know, for Giannis Papas to say George Floyd, you keep George Floyd's name out of your mouth, man. Yeah. Keep his name out of your mouth. He fuck is wrong. Again, it's trying to build it up to a bigger attack on what the, the fuck is wrong with you? Keep his name out your mouth, man. Yeah, that that's that's super whack. I can't believe. Wow. Oh, I can believe it. I can believe it. <laughs> you know, just keep your keep his fucking name out your mouth, dude. It's times like this that I kind of realized too that um, comics don't necessarily have the rhetorical gifts or the critical thinking skills that I like to pretend we all have because right. I like to elevate comedy. Like comedians are the smartest, most insightful people on earth. A lot of people say that a lot of comics say that about comedy because they're really complimenting themselves. But I've said that, you know, the smartest, most insightful people that I know, but of course, most of the people I know in general are comics. So this just, just, uh, this throws a wrench. A lot of these situations throw a wrench in that like, Oh, there's not a lot of critical thinking. There's not a lot of really understanding the situation, the big picture, or even being open to other points of view, which is what comedians are supposed to comedians are supposed to be sensitive to other points of view. There's a sensitivity in comedy in general. The word, the world affects you enough that you feel it and have to then talk about it on stage. We're all sensitive on some level. And then there's this contingent that sort of makes um, sensitivity a weakness, you know, and, and it's like kind of this meathead contingency. Again, it seems to be coming a lot from New York, maybe LA a little bit, but uh, there's kind of this war on earnestness and sincerity that comes from a lot of these people. And, and they just, they push back on it, but we're all sensitive. That's the whole, we're all, we're all sensitive and trying to sincerely interpret the world and, you know, regurgitate what we see in comedy form. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not a badge of honor to say, fuck that. I'm not sensitive. You know, no fear. That's, that's bullshit. No fear on stage. Great. But, you know, you can't act like that's a better. I'm ready to, to die up there. No, you're not. Look, being a fearless comic is a is a good thing in general. But what does fearlessness mean? What about looking in yourself? Are you afraid of that? Because I thought you were fearless. When you combine the shit with social media, where we are encouraged to erase every mistake we've made and make everything look like we've always been on point and come from all these high moral points of view, like. You combine those two fucking things, man, you're going to lead to some fucking narcissistic type of behavior like this where it can't be wrong because I did it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I had a blog years ago about comics are this weird mix of uh, narcissism and insecurity. And those two things are constantly fighting with each other. And it just leads to these people who think they're this fucking big shit and that they shrink at any slight any little slight like you know those things back and forth all the time with comics you know i should pull up that blog it's probably problematic i'd probably get canceled if i posted <laughs> that blog uh but yeah i wrote a whole thing about it way back when back and, when blogs were a thing and it's not even just comedy anymore because like i think jk rowling and a bunch of people signed some anti-cancel culture letter today or the other day this week and yeah some of these people were like prominent voices that are completely in contrast with each other. They don't even fuck with each other. So I don't think they uh, ask who all going to be there before they uh, sign that list, but <laughs> right. they, they signed the list or whatever. And I mean, and the petition or whatever, I don't know what you would call it, this letter, open letter to stop cancel culture. And they're all these wildly successful, popular, famous <laughs> people 
talking right. about being canceled. It's just, it's like, it's so ridiculous. Like, it's not even just comedy comedians. I, I, one day they will look at what social media has done to our brains, man. And it has done, it has changed something to where you think you're the metronome. You're right. always the one who's right in the rest of the world because you said it. Even if a hundred people come to your face and go, what you said was fucked up. You're like, but I'm never fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. I just pulled up my old blog from September 15th, 2007. I took my blogs down. They're private, but I can still get to them. Uh, that's actually the What's first. What's the title? Fuck all y'all. <laughs> no, the title. I used to title all my blogs with song lyrics, uh, like a line from a song. So the title is "Your Crying Is a Well Known Sound," which is from a Who song. Mm. Uh, but the first line: "There's something you need to know about. You need to know about comedians. Many of them are fucked up in the head. Not me, of course, but a lot of the <laughs> others." If they're not already fucked up when they start comedy, the grind of constant failure and rejection interspersed with dim mirages of hope can really take a toll on a person's psyche. The majority of comedians I know are a strange mix of narcissism and insecurity, two qualities that seem to be at odds with one another. What this combination usually amounts to is a person who has a grossly unjustified sense of self-importance, along with a constant state of mild paranoia. It can be, easy, it can be entertaining if they actually have some talent, but for the unfunny ones, it all just adds up to insane. Um, on and on and on. So, I mean, there's there's jokes in that blog, but that was I was really feeling that at the time. That like all these people, they think highly of themselves, and they get off stage and they're like, "Did they like me?" Like over and yeah. over again, and it fucks with them, you know. Yeah, I think that's how a lot of us, man. That's how a lot of us have become, man. It's hard to fight against, too, because even when you're righteous, you still get a pushback, right? But yeah, it's, it's who's pushing back, and if you just concentrate only on I'm being pushed back against then it makes you feel like you're righteous all the time. And it just varies per situation. And this is the, the weird thing about this is that this is such a tiny thing. It could have literally been nothing. She, right. Right. She literally could have just deleted the shit th- thanked someone for bringing it to her attention or even not even thank them, just deleted it, pretend yeah. it never existed and not reply to anyone who posted the video later. And she would have been fine. She made this a problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she kind of let it go, but she can't let it go because some part of her knows that she's wrong. So she has to defend her wrongness and convince you that she's right. But she's really trying to convince herself that she's right. It happens, man. Like I I said, I have empathy because I feel like everyone's been there. We just don't talk about it no more. You know what I mean? Like everyone's had a thing where they like look back and they're embarrassed. They're like, yo, the way I acted, the way I used to think, the ignorant thing I fucking said. And you're like, you know, if you're a good person, you think back and you go, fuck, man, I'm ashamed of that. And, but we just don't talk about that moment. That That's not a thing anymore. You right. ask anybody, everyone being woke since the day they fucking, like, I took a breath and I said Black Lives Matter. And then I fucking, like, you know, took a <laughs> knee. Like, no, no, the fuck you didn't. You know? And then I started right. judging everyone who wasn't as woke as me. Yeah, yeah right. that's, that's bullshit. You took, right. like... You had and I've had conversations about people like that in, yeah. this, in this area ourselves. All this shit is something you had to learn. Dog. None of us started knowing all the shit. And mostly because I take it even further. We had to unlearn it. Right. Because right. most of the shit we was taught, you know, if you went to church, you was taught gay people are fucking not going to heaven and they, <laughs> they can't be fucking people and they can't get married and shit trans. We didn't even talk about trans. That's not like. That never came up. You know what I mean? So, you know, to unlearn for me, religion also meant unlearning a lot of misogyny, unlearning a lot of fucking homophobia and stuff. 
you know, it's not funny. It's not, it's not great shit to unlearn, but it's, it's just, it's hard work. But it, you know, it started by someone challenging me, you know, yeah, and unlearning is a lot harder than learning. It's yeah. uh, learning, especially when you're younger, you just take what people say and just say, okay, that's true. Yep. And you walk around with that for a decade or two and then unlearning it. People are very resistant to unlearning. They think that just because someone told them this thing when they were a kid, it's true. And they can't let go of that. Unlearning yeah. it is, is too much for them. So, but learning it was like, it took a second to learn that thing. And what did Randolph mm-hmm. say earlier? Like he would ask her like, why? So why is that the black voice? Why is it even funny? Yeah. Why is that the black voice? Why is that the yeah. voice that you assigned to blackness? What's funny about it? Let's say that that yeah. is some, some black person's voice. What's, so, what's particularly yeah. funny about that voice? In this case, and she never gonna be able to break down why that shit is funny because it's couched in racism. Right, right, right. I used to think that about when they said that about Barack Obama all the time. Well, you're not gonna be able to do jokes about him. Well, why not? Right. <laughs> because because the only jokes you ever do about black people are based in racism. Right. That's why you feel like you can't do jokes about him. There's a lot of people who did jokes about him. <laughs> a lot of black comedians did some great jokes about him. A lot of black comedians. Very few white comedians because jokes white comedians tend to do about black people are couched in anti-blackness. Right. That's why. I had a great Obama joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's on YouTube. Yeah. I, should, I, had, I had one about him being elected. You know, a lot of black people did jokes about his walk. His walk is just so cool, you know, and mm-hmm. people, we, we all did jokes about him, but I noticed a lot of the white dudes that just said, we're going to have a problem with him like this because all your jokes are based in anti-blackness and yeah. you're stuck because you can't really talk shit about him. Right. So that's so what am I going to do now? Yeah. You know, well, and ask yourself why those are the jokes. Even if they're not anti-black, they're just not able to do jokes where they're not talking shit about the person. Right. And he's just a hard motherfucker to talk shit about. He right. everyone liked this nigga. So right. it's just hard. It's like like you <laughs> immediately gotta convince 90% of the audience that it's okay to pick on this motherfucker. And that's hard to like, do. I heard a white comedian say one time on stage, I bet you Obama can't dance. I was like, first of all, you can't dance. Right. So what the fuck does that even mean? Right. <laughs> hey, tell me what that means. Tell yeah. me what that means. Secondly, Bill we've Mark. seen we've seen him do a two-step, so we know right. he can dance. But what's that mean that he can't? What's dancing to you? Tell me what dancing looks like to you that black people do. For the past a certain age, we only two-step. After a while, <laughs> we just two-step. So tell me what it is. Remember Bill Maher trying to float those, uh, you know, I thought he was going to come in and be like, you know, right. I'm a big black man. I'm like, dude. This is just tell awful. me what a black man is. You yeah. tell me what it is. This isn't funny. This is just you admitting you're scared of black people. Right. <laughs> tell me what a black. Tell me what a black person is. Tell me what a black man sounds you think like. America like, should like. be afraid of Barack Obama for being. Then you think every black person is scary. Right. <laughs> On some level. Like you think every nigga is scared. You think you it's like JL Covan's bouncer joke all over. Like any black person could be a bouncer because right. white people are so racist. That's the only fucking way that works, dog. <laughs> Crazy. Just put a shirt on and set security. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> I was in a club once and I and uh I was with my boys, these white dudes when I had white friends, and uh we went to uh the bachelor party and I didn't know we were going to like a club club, so I didn't bring any like club clothes and shit. And uh, I, they were like, no, nah, just come on, man. You, you know, you can come in and jogging pants and, and whatever. I was like, I don't know, man. Clubs be tripping about dress codes and shit. They was like, nah, you with us. We got you. And so we got there. And, uh, you know, because I was with these white dudes, they did let me in. Uh, I know. They, matter of fact, one white dude didn't get in because he wouldn't take off his hat, which I, I was shocked. <laughs> I 
I was like, I was looking at him like, you don't want to just take off your hat. I mean, I'm black. I've had to change shoes, go back get some <laughs> right. jeans. He's like, right. like, nah, man, fuck that. I'm leaving. He had a ball spot. So he we left. I mean, he left and I stayed. But oh, he's covering the bald spot so the girls yeah. wouldn't see it. Okay. Yeah. It was like spring break. Oh, <laughs> uh, like we were too old to be at this club. I, well, bachelor parties are fucking stupid. Anyway, we uh <laughs> we get up to VIP. Oh, it's just a little too old. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like, this is kind of a, y'all don't feel pathetic, but maybe that's just my brain, you know. Like y'all don't feel a little extra old being around all these young women doing navel shots off each other. That nothing <laughs> nothing about this feels very unsanitary <laughs> to anyone. Okay, I'm tripping. So we go to the fucking VIP section upstairs and shit. And, you know, I'm just hanging out, listening to the music, counting down the time so we can get the fuck out of here. And uh, they're getting shit face drunk. Every fucking white person came over to me like, is it okay if I ain't, can I get in this section? with?" I was like, why do y'all keep asking me? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm just here hanging out with the dudes on the couch the same way everyone else is. Hey, is, can I, is it okay if we, and I realized, they think I'm a fucking bouncer or security because yeah. I'm the only black dude. Yeah. It's crazy. You could have just said no to all of them too. And they would have been like, right. they would have walked out more racist that night. <laughs> right. No, get out of here. God damn it. <laughs> fucking black guy. Then a black <laughs> bouncer. Then had that black bouncer. <laughs> I'm going to use my Shaniqua voice. That's how I'm going to get in. That's how I'm going to get him. <laughs> yeah. And how long have we been recording? Uh, a little over like an hour, five, hour, ten. All right. That's good for the freeloaders. I think that's good yeah. for them. All right. We want to thank Rod. Rod did two episodes with us. Oh, man. It's fun. I always look forward to hanging he hung with, with you us guys. Two also, um, if you also are being nosy and you want to see some mess on Twitter, check out Talib Kweli. Oh. <laughs> the Black Star album stuff? Or- yeah. oh. No, 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 no. He's been going. Just him going at people. All day. Like, you think this lady's been going at people? No, 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 no. Talib to- might get divorced. Uh, I, looking at this <laughs> shit. This shit is bad. I used to follow him, and he... He tweets like he raps a lot. There's yeah. like a lot of words. And so I was like, at some point I was like, my whole feed is to live quality. So I actually unfollowed him just because I was like, Let me, I'll just check in on him from time to time. But um, he would go back and forth with people all the time. Like just people, he would call people's racism out constantly. Like he was relentless with that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all nice. make the time to check out his time. It's long. It's way more than we can get into right now. But <laughs> hey, make the time. This motherfucker has literally been going like 24 hours straight responding to everybody calling him out. This is insane. What's he getting and, called out for? Uh, it's, uh, so someone had a list of rappers that were married uh, to light-skinned black women or something, and uh-huh. they listed him even though he's married to a brown to dark-skinned black woman. And so he took umbrage with it, and it feels like it was a setup. Because that woman then went into everything Talia Kweli has ever been accused of doing wrong, period, ever. Oh, and no. had like a thread, and he was responding to everyone, all the people that were responding back to be like, Talib, you know, you wrong. And she was bringing up rap lyrics. Some of them weren't even his lyrics. She was like, what about this one? You rapped about rape. And it's like, that's not even his album. That's Faramont's album. My but, name, Maya, Maya Angelique. I'm looking at it now. Something like that, bro. I, I don't remember her name exactly. I just know. Yeah, that's it. So was okay. she trolling him? Or Good was she, morning. Was it's it a she, new day, and Talia Kweli woke up at 7 a.m. to continue harassing me after doing it for over 12 hours straight yesterday. <laughs> yeah, Money Maya is her name. Yeah, he... Uh, so the first one was a setup, I think, because 
like none of them should have replied but he replied and then she went like she found like the singer reese had filed suit against him for sexual harassment she found an article where him and his wife had argued and he they got kicked out of a party for arguing she found another thing where like he was accused of sexual assault of a 14 year old girl i don't know how true that is i don't you know but she just found all anything someone has ever said about this nigga she found that shit. It was Jesus. insane, bro. I and uh, it drove him crazy, bro. He still, it, an hour ago, he was still talking to these people, bro. I get off the phone, fam. <laughs> He's posted court documents. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> this shit is crazy. Oh, this, the, <laughs> legal documents he's posting. <laughs> I live, bro. No, most hit him up. Somebody. Rez is a liar. She was dropped from my label. I don't. This is a whole thing. Bruh. Yeah, anyway, this is coming out on Thursday. So anyone wants to scroll back on Talib's feed to yeah. Saturday or so, the eleventh. The uh, last thing she posted was uh, the reason I posted this is because he has a secret light skinned baby mama who's having a baby shower today. Jesus Christ, bro! The, the, the levels, okay. I don't how want would that. She even be, how would she even begin to know that? I don't know, but we need to get her on Trump, okay? <laughs> we gotta, we gotta put her powers to better use than Talib Kweli. Ain't nobody, Talib. Ain't, we ain't really worried about getting him out the paint, but some of these motherfuckers do gotta go. What you got on Jason Whitlock, sis? Let's go. She's got twenty thousand followers. She's from the, she's from the DMV area. Oh, shit. Y'all might get her on the show. Her bio, 24, business owner, DMV. I ain't ain't bringing that to this. (laughs) We ain't bringing that that shit to this this wall. First time Randolph disagreed. Well, you know what? It's funny you would say that, isn't it? (laughs) That is funny because I have some several legal documents from 1983. I'd be like, how'd she get into my blog? (laughs) (laughs) How'd she know the password to that shit? I thought it was private. You didn't always think that, did you, Andy? You didn't (laughs) think that. Oh, man. That was, but oh, and before we leave, I also want to say thanks, Andy, man. Uh, it's been a while now, but uh, there was some asshole who was like a podcaster or something that uh, I had made a thread about, uh, you know, how, how the criminal justice system is so fucked up. They wouldn't let uh, black security guards at a prison yeah. uh, look after uh, that, that, that cop that killed George Floyd. Yeah, and I, and I was just like, "What does that say about this system that only the black people can be racist? All the the white guards, no problem looking at right. this man who murdered a black man in cold blood." And uh, there was some asshole who was going like rhetorically going back and forth, just trying to avoid the points I was making. And Andy just came through with some like a couple links and just some real like measured responses. And dude, just stop replying. <laughs> I, I appreciated the fuck out of that, Andy. So he was, he was a left guy, a left leaning guy who has a podcast. I think he might be. I don't know if it's NPR, but he's one of those types I think of guys. He's slate. He's a slate. Yeah, and um, like I, I pulled this article about the black judge effect, mm-hmm. which some of these articles like they stick in my memory because I might have bookmarked them years ago for the podcast. And I'm like, I know there's something about that that we never said on the got to on the show, but like I posted that article to. Because he was like, you've said that they won't let black judges try cases involving ra- race. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, everything else is fine, but this part is not actually true. And then so I, the black judge effect is basically they had a study in federal courts. I don't know. It's probably in all courts, but the study was in federal courts. Black judges are far more likely to have their rulings turned over on appeal and kicked back down, uh, which basically nullifies black voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since 
defendants are you know disproportionately black, it means black judges aren't really allowed to give their opinions on cases involving black defendants. And I posted that, which was kind of like a dunk on you post. And he was like, interesting study. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and like before that, because Andy, Andy did this like three or four, like it was a few responses. Yeah, there's a woman um, in Louisiana. That was the first article I posted. Yeah, she was a judge. judge. In Louisiana. Yeah, the black one. Yeah, right. she's a black judge. She called out systemic racism in the Louisiana, or in, I guess, I don't know if it was the whole state or just where she is, but she called out all the disproportionate arrests and, you know, everything. And they tried to get her removed from like 300 cases by saying she's biased for pointing out the true statistics of the criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. And basically the public came to her aid. There was like protests in, you know, in her favor. And then uh, all the prosecutors who filed every case she was on, they filed a motion to remove that judge. They like retaliatory did that. And they decided to drop all of their motions ultimately. And they kind of kissed and made up with her. And then uh, he, the dude replied to that, like, yeah, but see, they did drop it. So like, (laughs) (laughs) so it's not really racist. Uh, If you think about it, the system worked. Like, I'm like, then explain the 60% of the black people in jail or whatever the fuck. Like, explain <laughs> that. Just ever, we just can't stop doing crimes, huh? We just love that crime. Love right. That. Yeah, um, and he's a, he's a liberal guy, quote unquote, you know, but yep. dug in on that point. Real right, dug in on right. that point. They can't let it go. But right. I appreciated it, though, because I, you know, I had muted and blocked that nigga, like, <laughs> I've been here before. I was like, "Oh, I'm good." I, like, I, it was only because I saw Andy, and I was like, "Well, Andy has good things to say. I'm gonna check yeah. this out." And I'm like, "Oh, look at this! He's handing this man his ass." <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then, I'll I'll, I'll uh, come off the bench. Normally, I lurk. I'm a lurker, but at, at heart, well, the bench you give me a, a good ten. Yeah, he's scratching his head like, oh, <laughs> right. I guess I'm going in. All right, give me a good, give me a good, give me a good nine points in ten minutes. Maybe yeah. a block shot, two assists. Oh, oh my rec specs. <laughs> <laughs> I admit to write in and, and thank him for that, but now that I'm on the shot. <laughs> Stretch out. Take off the sweats. I need you to go in for a second. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the weeds like a sniper. Like, oh, it's not right yet. It's not good yet. <laughs> waiting for my shot. Just waiting for that. <laughs> Condition's got to be right. Good. Good for his ass. <laughs> That's how you know. That's how you know it's always over when they make some statement like that. That's interesting, isn't yeah. it? it? Is isn't oh, it? Okay. Interesting <laughs> study. I've said all I need to say about this. So I'm gonna yeah. walk away from this. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they always pull that move like they're doing you a favor. <laughs> well, I could, you know, prove that racism doesn't exist, or I could go play some Last of Us too. So yeah, so I'm gonna go do that. <laughs> Tough decision, but you know, we all have a life. By the way, real quick, uh, Sam J and Jessica Kirsten. Jessica, I, I said before, Sam J said something, and Jessica said, Sam, I hear you. It was from years ago. You know where my heart is. Sending love. And then Sam J said, indeed, I do, but I am a black woman. And I must say this is offensive, and I feel a lot of white people misstep in this way and are unaware of the underlying racism that pushes these stereotypes. Also, it's like there's white, ignorant people impersonating them. Love is love, though. And then Jessica said, I get it. I don't do this character anymore. This is from four years ago. All I wanted was to have a conversation and not have it posted on social media with the intent to have people go after me. You didn't want, okay, that's not true. Jesus Christ, that's not true. Because you could have had this conversation, not online. That's not true. That's my problem with whiteness doing that. 
Because whiteness will ran, do that in a second. She's the one who ran the Twitter to be like, feel sorry for me. Right. I took a video down. Nobody knew you had to do it. Nobody this. knew. That's not true. It's the uh, okay. it's like the the five stages of grief. She's moving toward acceptance. Yeah. Right. You know, there's That's denial. That's not true. That's not what you did. Denial, <laughs> anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Right. Yep. She's, I, I'm telling you, man. She was I, bargaining all night. <laughs> I don't know this woman. I don't know this woman, but I'm just telling you, this could be a thing where she does really do learn a lesson and come out of this and be like, I was, I was fucked up. Because you can see it in the replies that, that if she really was malignant and didn't give a fuck, there's no need for this. Yeah. yeah, it's and she she has the capacity for that. Whenever that happens, I'm always I always wonder about the people who stepped in to defend because it's like it's like well wait a minute she can't even defend it herself now and you're stuck out there on this yeah. island you know <laughs> these yeah. are, these are the motherfuckers dog these are the right. this is why it's a cultural problem because right. like I don't you know there's people that I see them fucking up and I don't step in because I'm like mm, they know they fucking up they gonna. I got to wait for these motherfuckers to get to a point where we can, I can be like, no, you know, you done fucked up, right? You got to kind of wait on that a little bit. Like, you know, you done fucked up, right? But I never try to hop in and be like, but I ain't like Randolph. You can't (laughs) say that about Randolph because you, because if, 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 if in a week from now, Randolph goes, actually, I was tripping. I look stupid because I've been defending this motherfucker when he was wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. It happens with, it happens with cops when they lie in their report. But people defend them. It's like they didn't even find their actions defensible. That's why they lied. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So now, but but the thing is that she's she's not telling the truth in that statement. Well, I wanted it to be. I just didn't want people to come at me, and I wanted to have a quiet conversation. No, you didn't, because you could have. There's literally nothing stopping you from doing that. We would have never known if you had had that quiet conversation offline in the DM. We never would even know. It would just been a tweet floating out there, and maybe the other girl takes her tweet down. Like, you know, right? Or maybe maybe nobody just talks about it, and a stranger don't owe you shit, right? <laughs> like they don't owe you a goddamn thing. I don't owe you no privacy. You put this shit in public, dog. If, yeah, dog. <laughs> if someone really got a problem with one of our podcasts and they just go to fuck off on social media, it's not a goddamn thing I can say because they don't owe me anything, right. dog. I right. like you just gotta eat it. You're like, oh, I, right. I, I, it was good at the time. Maybe you, you know. <laughs> Hit them up and be like, yo, you right? Or, you know, hey, I don't understand. Public I can't, statement. I can't be like, dog, why didn't you call me on my phone and let me know I fucked up? How? I don't know you. Yeah. By the way, side note before we go, one more thing. Dominique just tweeted at us, uh, breaking story. Country star Hootie, uh, Darius Rucker, announced that he and his wife have made a decision to, quote, uncouple <laughs> after 20 years. Wow. Marriage. They've uncoupled. That's their quote. Mm. Must have gotten an entanglement. Must uh, somebody. You know, the two of the guys in Hooting the Blowfish, one of them married the other one's ex-wife. That was like wow. a little scandalous Damn. thing. They didn't wow. break up the band. <laughs> They're still wow. a band. They some homies. <laughs> That's some real shit. That was some messy shit right there. For real. They real as fuck. Are they white? Uh, the other three members are all white. So, okay, yeah. okay, well, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. They can yeah, so when they sing Hold My Hand, who are they singing it to? <laughs> I only want to be with, oh, well, <laughs> I don't want to be with her. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel like that's white people shit. Like, black people don't play that culturally. We don't do all that. Like, if you, like, I remember I was at a white wedding once, and, uh, like, three of the groomsmen had had sex with the, the woman that was getting married. 
And it was like Three? a joke. Three. And it was a joke. <laughs> like they many. all knew. They all knew. It was of course you think it's too many, Randolph. You black. <laughs> uh, they, all, they, they all knew I was at the bar when they joked about it. They used to joke about it all the time. Like it was no big deal. Like she would joke about it too. Like not just the men. I'm talking about she would come in and be like, oh yeah, we did use fuck. Ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> so it must be nice. Nah, dog. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little bit too much. <laughs> you won't even let August Alcina sleep with Jada, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit at all. All right, y'all. We're gonna bring this home. We had a great time today, and you freeloaders got a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> got a little bit more. Thanks so much, Rob, for joining us. As always, you always welcome here. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. At, at least until one of us gets canceled, then we're gonna have to. <laughs> yeah, I'll pretend not to know y'all online. Start backtracking. Yeah. We'll have the, the, our own red table. Like, right. you know, <laughs> just think about a lot of stuff. You know, we got really entangled. They're really entangled. Hey, I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Roderick Morrow. Hey, we're three guys on. We're trying not to get tangled. We're out. <laughs>